We're up to Numbers 30. Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. When a man vows a vow to Yahweh, or swears an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Also, when a woman vows a vow to Yahweh and binds herself by a pledge, being in her father's house in her youth, and her father hears her vow and her pledge which she has bound her soul, and her father says nothing to her, then her vows shall stand, and every pledge with which she has bound her soul shall stand. But if her father forbids her in the day that he hears, none of her vows or of her pledges which she has bound her soul shall stand. Yahweh will forgive her because her father has forbidden her. Now, if she has a husband, while her vows are on her, or the rash utterance of her lips with which she has bound her soul, and her husband hears it, and says nothing to her in the day that he hears it, then her vows shall stand, and her pledges with which she has bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband forbids her in the day that he hears it, then he makes void her vow which is on her, and the rash utterance on her lips which she has bound her soul, Yahweh will forgive her. But the vow of a widow, or of her who is divorced, everything which, which, with which she has bound her soul shall stand against her. Now if she vowed in her husband's house, or bound her soul by a bound bond with an oath, and her husband heard it and held his peace at her and didn't disallow it, then all her vows shall stand and every vow with which she has bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband made them null and void in that day, and he heard them, then whatever proceeded out of her lips concerning her vows, or concerning the bond of her soul, shall not stand. Her husband has made them void, Yahweh will forgive her. Every vow and every binding oath to afflict the soul, her husband may establish it, or her husband may make it void. But... If her husband says nothing to her from day to day, then he establishes all her vows or all her pledges which are on her. He has established them because he said nothing to her in the day that he heard them. But if he makes them null and void after he has heard them, then he shall bear her iniquity. These are the statutes which Yahweh commanded Moses between a man and his wife, between a father and his daughter being in her youth in her father's house. This whole chapter is about vows, and God takes them very seriously. And um, here at the start of this chapter, God says that if a man makes a vow, he's got to keep it. That's it. As far as God's concerned, it's a binding word upon him. In the New Testament, Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. And he says, don't make vows. He says, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Now, what's, why does one part of the Bible say when you make a vow, you must keep it, but another part where Jesus himself just says, don't make them? It, the, Bible, the Bible isn't actually contradicting itself because people are so inclined to make vows. You can't believe how inclined humans are to just want to say things to kind of like say, this is it and I promise. And particularly in ancient cultures, people swore oaths by the names of their gods all the time. 
And what the Lord was saying here, the whole chapter is, is along this line, is that if you make an oath, you are bound by it and you have to keep your word. And if you don't, you won't be forgiven. And the Lord was trying to make it sound so serious that people didn't want to do it. But in the New Testament, um, Jesus just comes straight out and says, don't make them. Don't make vows. Don't make oaths. Just say yes if you mean yes and say no if you mean no. And if it, if it doesn't work out, well, you were sincere at the time. And that's, that's the position that we come to. And um, don't bring you know, God into it. <laughs> My father, John Alley, he has a whole teaching on this. He has a, a chapter of one of his books called The Dangers of Vows and Covenants. And he's also preached on this topic. It's incredibly dangerous to make vows and covenants. And Christians do it to this very day. The classic, well, one of the great examples that my father used in his preaching was that of the famous revivalist Jonathan Edwards. And Jonathan Edwards was in Northampton, you know, and I'm, it's in somewhere in you know the New England area, I think, of England of um, America. And there was a great revival taking place, and people were being brought to the Lord. And Jonathan Edwards was so concerned that he didn't want it to die out because other revivals had you know died out, had petered off. He didn't want it to peter off and he was trying to think how can we make sure this revival continues and he come up with a plan. He made all the people take a covenant and they promised, you know, we will read our Bible, we will pray and they made all these promises and as soon as they've done it, made those promises, the revival died out. And the problem was, my father explains this so well, the problem was now they were using their own words to make themselves more spiritual instead of just depending on the words of the Lord. You know, we don't need more words than what we've already been given. We've been given the scriptures. The children of Israel were given God's laws and his 10 commandments. They didn't need to make up extra laws for themselves, but humans love to do it. And uh, so that's why Jesus says in the New Testament, don't make them. And he literally says anything, he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything beyond this comes from the devil. So according to Jesus, vows are bad. And so here in the Old Testament, we've got this whole passage about vows. And it says straight up, it says, if a man takes a vow, he's bound. So don't do it. <laughs> but it says, if a woman takes a vow, let's say she was a girl, she was living in her father's house and her dad hears about it, he can overrule it. Great, lucky girl. But what if she took a vow and her father didn't overrule it? He just said nothing. Well, now... She's bound. Now, what if she took a vow and she was bound, but then she got married and then her husband heard about it and he's like, what? You took that vow all those years ago? That's dumb. I cancel it. And it says in the moment that he hears of it, he can cancel it. So this was in the case of a woman that had made a vow while she wasn't married and then got married. Her husband could then, even if it was years later, cancel the vow. But if he doesn't, it stands. And it says that though if, if a woman was married to a man and she made a vow while she was married to the man, the husband heard about it, he could cancel it. And, uh, but it said if a divorced or a widowed woman made a vow, no, she's under the vow, it stands. So this is all really, really serious. Some people, you know, they look back on the Bible and they think it's um, old-fashioned and out of date and they, they think it doesn't keep up with the modern times and they think it's unfair that, you know, Woman can be a woman can be overruled by a husband in these matters, and you know what? It might seem unfair to people in the world today, but I think it's such a grace, it's such a blessing 
that a young girl could say something like that, and, and I think also too, children in, a, in their father's home, boys and girls, could say a vow, think they were being sincere and following the Lord, and the father could say, no, you're not going to be able to live up to that. It's going to be too much for you. It's going to be binding on you and cancel it. And I think, I think what we've got here is not a curse on all the women, but a, but a huge blessing. And um, we're told in the New Testament that, 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 you know, every, that curses are nailed to the cross in Christ. And if you've taken vows, you know, we're living in this new covenant era, we have a Father in heaven, do we not? A heavenly Father. And if you've made a silly vow in your life, just go to your Father in heaven and he will overrule it for you. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I have made some silly vows in my life too. And um, sometimes we make them out of hurt. Sometimes we make them out of pain. If something happens, we say, oh, I am people have said, I am never going to church again. It's such a dumb thing to say. People say things like, oh, I'm never going to trust a leader. But these are the types of vows people make when they're in their pain and when they're hurt. But there are vows people also make in their health. They say things like, oh, I am going to, I promise God I'm going to do this. And, uh, and you, you, you break your promise and, you, and it's, it's sin. Bring your vows to our Heavenly Father. and He'll overrule them for you. It's the most wonderful thing. Father, thank you that you're a God to us and you overrule. And here we've got in this Numbers chapter 30 a picture of it, of your faithfulness to us. And so we bring before you, Lord, the vows we've made. We've all made vows. Some of us have made them without even knowing them, without even knowing it. Deep down in our hearts, we've been hurt by people and we've made vows and we've decided we're never again going to do a certain thing well lord we forgive we just cancel all those vows in the name of jesus father forgive us i ask for them to be overruled now help us lord to live in the power of the spirit to be pleasing to you to find grace in all these things in jesus name amen